Welcome back, everybody, to the 51st episode of Podcast Massacre. That is a lot. Now, typically, we don't say the number, but we are one away from our actual anniversary, so I wanted to actually give a an actual number. Perspective. Yeah. yeah. So next week is our... Uh, we've been doing this for a year. You, you sad, sad fools <laughs> have been listening to us for a whole, whole year. <laughs> Having trouble believing that. I feel like just yesterday, our little ragtag team got together and started talking about possible names. <laughs> yeah, for, no, for real. Like, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been cool. It's been one way since you learned it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you heard the theory that that's like a, about like, killing his girlfriend? <laughs> there's like an internet that theory. There's an internet theory that that whole song's about him like murdering his girlfriend and like talking to her corpse as he's going insane. I already like that song. But now I love that song. I who knows? It's yeah. pretty good. There's an Avenged Sevenfold song that I really like, and I know everyone hates it. But there's this one song that's about him asking his girlfriend to marry him, and she laughs, and then he kills her and starts having sex with the corpse. That doesn't sound like a very cool song to do at all. I love it. The music video just puts a little cherry on top. That sounds like some uh, Cannibal Corpse garbage. <laughs> do not care. That song's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, do you guys watch any cool movies recently? I will say, I watched um, Life. With uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. All right. And um, it was phenomenal. 11 out of 10. It was amazing. Would, would watch again. Um, it's basically from from the only way I can describe it without giving anything away is it's like Event Horizon, but Ooh. I liked it better. That's just me though. Uh, okay. Putting that out there. That's a that's a that's a big claim. It is big. And I'm Bigly. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Right. I'll say it. I didn't want to give anything <laughs> away because if I give anything away, then yeah. I would say watch it and then read the uh, trivia from IMDb. See what you think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I watched Beauty and the Beast. The, the, new one, the new one? The new one. All right. That is very scary. It was cool. Yeah? I liked, yeah, I dug it. All right. Yeah. You know, it's up to my usual tricks, you know, smoke a couple joints and... Just gonna sit back, let the let that Disney money do its thing. Was that was that the fiance's choice? It was, but I was into it. All I right. was into it. It was fun. All right. The Everybody act- as a kid watched some of these Disney movies, so some of these songs kind of like stuck out of my head. I was like, oh fuck, I remember that. And <laughs> like, like how they really nailed like the choreography and stuff like that. Like it felt like an actual like a cartoon coming to life. So, That's cool. Yeah, well, that was cool. The actor that played the Beast keeps popping up everywhere, and I, for life me, can't remember his name, but he's in. he was in The Guest, and he was in Colossal, and he just keeps popping up in these random things, <laughs> and I don't know where he comes from, but then all of a sudden that was him, and I was like, whoa. But it, it was it was really cool, like I said, going into this thing, Stone, because you're just like, again, Disney money. It's like, make some pretty shit. I'm ready. Okay, oh. at the end, though, at the end when she's like, you ever think about growing a beard? And he's like, her. Yeah, that was yeah, cheesy. Uh, I mean, you know, so some, some shit just throw out the window. Just like, whatever. I, you know, I, I get it. I get it. We're it's playing for, the game here, but whatever. We're kids, but you, All right. you shut it down at that point. <laughs> shut I guess. it down. Uh, I had the uh, awesome, awesome privilege of watching the new uh, Edgar Wright film, Baby Driver. And that I see it. movie is probably the best film I've seen this year. Like, straight up. It is... Even better than Get Out? Yeah. Really? It is incredible. I've never seen a movie like it. It gave me the same kind of uh, awe and, like, stoked on life and, like, resurgence in film that Mad Max Fury Road did. 
Oh, okay. Road was just such... I'd never seen anything like it. It was just bonkers as fuck. It was fun. It was, like, just stupid. All the characters were just larger than life. Yeah. And this movie just... It's a musical heist film, but it's not, like, show tune musical. Like, mm-hmm. everything is to the beat of a song. Oh. And so there are certain scenes play out with, like, actual, like, beat of the song going on, like a music video kind of thing. It's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I want to see it. A lot of people have been posting well, about it. Edgar Wright can do no wrong in my eyes. He's yet to make a bad film. Well, his last name is Wright. That's true. Yeah. I wish I would... I want to see what he could have done with that, man. That's, like, the one thing I, I want to see what he could have done. But I think the dude has a flawless resume right yeah. now. So... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, right. you're not the only one to tell me that, so... Oh, it's, it's, it was fucking good. I want to see it again. Yeah. Like, my wife went to uh, see a movie with a friend last night, and they ended up going to see that Bachelor Party movie that looked dumb. With Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. I was like, should have seen Baby Driver. So now i got to take her to go see Baby Driver, which Aww. I'm cool with. Yeah. So. Amber's sweet. I, I would take her. She, yeah. She's well, a classy lady. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this week, we actually wanted to talk about real-life horror. Ooh. Um... We all know that these movies exist and they kind of help, I guess, us laugh and cope with the terribleness in the world because that terribleness is definitely, definitely fucking real. Uh, you can look all around us and there are just a lot of crazy ass motherfuckers doing a lot of crazy ass motherfucking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, We're leaving politics out of this. We are. Uh, but I, I really wanted to talk about uh, just kind of real life, like serial killers or murders that happened and how they've kind of affected how we watch movies. Uh, and like what these these horror or these these serial killings that happened or these killings that happened, how they shaped the movies that we grew up on. Um, I, know, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk about because I mean we all know where things were pulled from. We obviously know like you know uh, Gacy or John Wayne Gacy was a fucking clown. That mm-hmm. doesn't help clowns when he murders young boys and buries them in his crawl space and in the lining of his pool. Um, you also have like you know Ted Bundy, who's that charismatic, almost like. Uh, uh, American Psycho kind of just yeah. suave, just debonair. Yeah, and then he's you know biting coeds in the ass and stuff like that. And and yeah, um, <laughs> up here we had the Green River Killer, mm-hmm. you know, who would kill prostitutes and whatnot because they were worthless. I mean, how many how many eighty slasher fill things that we see where they're killing random women because yeah. they're beneath them and stuff like that. <laughs> Fornication. Yeah. Post-mortem. So he would go, yeah, he would go back and have sex with the corpse, so that's yeah. kind of weird. Multiple times. He, yeah. Rigor um, mortis would be rigged, remorted, I don't know. <laughs> even, even with his kids in the car, that's the weirdest part. Yeah. That's the most fucked up thing. My sister, when she, she was in Police Explorers when she was in high school, and they ended up having to do, like, mock tests or whatever, so they had, like, search cars and stuff, and one of the cars that she had to search, she found out what belonged to the, the Green River Killer, and she was like, okay, this is creepy. <laughs> That's pretty much the closest cool yeah. fact I got about that. Uh, I remember like being super scared growing up that I was going to find a body because it happened like in Kent and Auburn and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was always I don't know. I or was even uh, part of a body. I know there was one found by the super mall yeah. down over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's one of those things I've always found serial killers to be fascinating because uh, I don't think I could ever do it, and I, I think there's something inherently just. I don't know, interesting about it. Like, what makes somebody do that? What ma- what causes someone not to give a shit about another human's life and, like, the thrill that they get from doing it? I don't know. I find it very interesting. I think it's, like, a chemical imbalance in the brain, though. You oh. bring up, it's always that nature versus nurture argument. Yeah. You know, like, are are they created or are people born this way? You know, yeah. like like you just said, like, a chemical imbalance in the brain that 
you just can't rationalize certain things. Is it yeah. <clears throat> is it a lack of care? Like as a parent, like not recognizing these these imbalances and then not giving you know a child the proper nourishment it needs. Yeah. As far as you know, like mentally, obviously, mm-hmm. and it just because you know there are some people that do have that mental imbalance and they can't make you know rational or reasonable connections like yeah. say a quote unquote normal person could oh yeah yeah but I, mean, I think my favorite example would probably be from the book Ender's Game I don't know if you any of you read no, that I've one. read it well basically well it follows Ender who you know is space hero at the end of the book anyway there's a movie out of it too and basically the oldest sibling there's three siblings out of the three the oldest one is a uh, full-on psychopath, like, kills the animals in the forest just to see what they look like on the inside. Yeah, okay. And the second one is a girl that just feels too much. She has so much empathy for everything. And then, like, the third child is, like, the perfect hybrid between the two. He's, like, super intelligent, and he feels just the right amount without it, you know, and hindering his decision-making skills, but, you know, he's he's very much a, a good decision-maker, and they sent him up to, you know, defend planet Earth, basically. But um, I don't know. It just kind of goes along with nature versus nurture. I mean, you have to go three times to get it right. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's what kind of shaped this episode. Of you know, I thought we'd all talk about. Obviously, we all have a favorite horror movie. We all have you know things that we like in horror movies, and we kind of delve in and, and look at what helped create that mythos. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I'll go first. Uh, the murder, the serial killer I wanted to talk about is the Cleveland torso murderer. Uh, he killed. That just sounds fucking gnarly. Yeah. So yeah. he killed twelve that officially have been attributed to him. Um, he killed between 1935 and 1938. Good years. Uh, all the way from Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Youngtown, Ohio. Um, yeah. So he. Uh, no one knows who he is. Never caught him. Uh, the victims were usually drifters, uh, and yeah, they were chopped up. <laughs> I mean, torso. Uh, that's kind of how he went. He always beheaded and often dismembered the victims. Um, he'd cut the torso in half and just kind of leave them about. So, so messy, though. Uh, if it was a male victim, they'd be castrated. Um, like, And there was signs of like chemical treatment, like acid burns. Huh. So that was kind of, mm, what the fuck? Uh, but yeah, it just seemed, I don't know, to me, uh, I thought that was really crazy, like reading about this, because it's like, well, that's, that's fucking pieces. Yeah. That takes a lot of effort to cut through that much. Hey, man, art imitates life. (laughs) That's how many, just how many serial killer movies have we seen where they do, you know, like he just kills pieces of dick. Yeah. Uh, But it just seemed really, really crazy. Uh, You can read about it on IMDb or, sorry, Wikipedia. I'm not going to go super, super in depth on it. But yeah, uh, they never caught the guy. Uh, a lot of the people, like I said, were pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, the first guy, like I said, they found him. Uh, he was 30 feet from the other victim. All their heads had been chopped off. Uh, one of them had the skid removed, and it was kind of reddish and leathery. Um, but, yeah, I think one of them might have still been alive when they found the person. So, like, they didn't cut all the way through the person. <laughs> Well, that's just, that's messy. Yeah. In more than uh, one way. But a lot of the people were drifters. I don't think they ever actually, as far as I know, they never identified any of the victims. They're all just Jane Doe, John Doe's, because they were just, no one knew who they were going through. So, Did they find the heads? Yeah, they would find the heads. Actually, oh. sorry, there was, uh, there was one identified, two identified victims. The first one, Edward uh, Andresy, 
And then the third victim, which was Florence Genevieve. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of crazy that there was just some dude rolling around finding like hobos or transients or drifters and yeah. cutting them up. And there's all them. yeah. There's all kinds of stories out there about you know people doing this shit that nev- that have never been caught. You yeah. know, I mean, look at the fucking Zodiac killer. Exactly. Yeah. Like that that kind of shit terrifies you too yeah, when think you think about, about it. it. You know, because it's just like like severed. There's a comic severed by Zack Snyder, which is about this old camel that travels around. Brilliant. HP comic too. I mean, by the way. I, I read it and the the art style is what confused me most be, because a lot of the characters looked the same and I didn't it was hard for me to differentiate yeah. the story was amazing when he revealed himself ah so uh, dude it, I like that that's one of the few times that I've actually had to put a book down because it was like it gave me fucking chills just like oh no 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 uh, no so no no I just I just find it interesting yeah like there this dude was probably somebody's grandparents like someone's someone's papa or grandpa. And just had this, like, crazy fucked up shit about him. Or he tried pulling that shit on somebody that wasn't having it, and they fucking killed yeah, him. And they were like, you know what? Yeah. We're just not going to talk about this shit. We're never going to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll never know, but I don't know. I just I thought that was just really, really crazy and interesting that, you know. And for me, it was looking at, trying to look at the early horror directors that would have been making their movies in, like, the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out what would have happened before they were born that they would have heard about and kind of influenced what they did. Yeah. I mean, I was originally going to do Richard Ramirez, who's the night stalker of uh, San Francisco, but he mm-hmm. did it like the 80s. So by that time, you already had all these established horror tropes, all these established franchises. And, I mean... But this kind of stuff still leaves an impact. I mean, oh, like, it does. like you're, you're constantly hearing about new things. I mean, it's just like... I don't know the specifics. I don't know this info, you know, at my, at my ready, but... The, the dude that was on bath salts and just fucking ate a guy's face, like, in oh, yeah. public? I mean, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. are you this fucking wild, man? Oh, man, it's... Or that dude... Or the, rec- DC, the DC sniper? The DC sniper. The There was recently, I think it was North Carolina, the guy chained up, uh, at, invited this lady and this dude over to their house and ended up shooting the guy and dumping his car and chaining her up in a, a storage shed as a sex slave. Yeah. He did that right to that. two other people before that. Right about that. Well, yeah. he was caught, though, wasn't he? He was caught, yes. Yeah. yeah. They caught the DC sniper, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. That was, that was a, like, ten years ago or something yeah, like that? Yeah. I, remember, I could have sworn I was in school for that one. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just always think uh, it's just the depths that people go to or that they do. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought this one was really interesting. It kind of gave me, like... I don't know why, but I just kind of pictured Albert Fisk the entire time I was reading it. Be fish, fish. Sorry, yeah. I, I just pictured him, even though he—that's not his mo at all. No, I don't know, no. Like, that's the type of person I pictured. <laughs> so, the, and the one, the one I want to talk about um, is so, the, so. Okay, so it's obvious why I picked who I picked. I'm going to talk about Ed Gain a little bit because <laughs> if, I've, if it's anything that I've overstated is how much I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I feel like I should do a shocked face now. <laughs> like, look, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but if you read his story, it's super fucking interesting, and it really plays into the nature versus nurture argument. So he was born in 1906 in Plainfield, Wisconsin, which had a population of about 400 people. And he was born to, um, I, I believe, you know, I'm going to have to look it up. I, I believe his dad's name was Greg. And, it does. Um, really yeah, it, whatever. So really, really awful. He had a brother too named Henry, and he had a really awful relationship with his parents. His dad was an alcoholic and a carpenter, and his mom was like crazy religious Lutheran, and you know this, that, the other. Very, they, they almost treated their farm like a like a like a compound. It was a hundred sixty acre farm. Jesus. Yeah, in a town of about four hundred people, there's not a whole lot of interaction. Um, he like 
Ed would be punished for trying to make new friends and like the way that his mother inserted herself into their life. She was everything. She was like just the absolute centerpiece of their existence. And they didn't know anything else. They knew how to, I mean, they had the tools to survive on a farm, no social skills. They, the teachers would talk about Ed constantly laughing to himself, almost like they were his own private inside jokes. My son does that. Yeah, but he wouldn't. But I mean, like he was he early on again. Nature versus nurture. He's di- he's displaying signs of like these guys. This is weird. This is off. But then you have a mother that's feeding into that psychosis, and he's got this warped view of the world around him. Well, his father dies of you know alcoholism, fucked up liver, and his brother dies fighting a grass fire. But there's definitely evidence that he was murdered by Ed, but not enough to convict him. So then it's just Ed and his mom. And, you know, until he was, you know, an established adult, mom dies of a stroke. So how somebody put it in, in a report is he lost the one friend he ever had in the world and his one true love. He had nothing. He was all <laughs> by himself. <laughs> it, spoiler, but yeah. <laughs> so you got this guy who has this fucked up, like, that carried on to, into adulthood. He's got this fucked up view of the world around him. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know how to, how to handle it. Fast forward the clock between... So his mom died in, I want to say, 1945, 1946. From the years 1947 to 1952, he admitted to robbing about 10 graves from nine local gravesites. Mm-hmm. He said half the time he was in a daze. He didn't really know what he was doing. He would catch himself, wake up, and he would walk away empty-handed. But Norm the other Bates. times, he would... Okay, well, now you can say your Norman Bates shit. He was so <laughs> infatuated with his mother, what he was doing was he was targeting middle-aged women and trying to recreate his mother. So he had actually been making a skin suit so he could become his mother. Buffalo again. Bill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... um. He's not really a serial killer. He only killed two people. He killed um, Mary Hogan and Bernice Warden. Mm-hmm. And that's what got him caught. Bernice Warden owned a uh, um, a hardware store. They were the last... She was the Because la- he ran out of corpses, wasn't that it? Um, he- no, he went in for... He went in for antifreeze. Okay. And she something about her struck him, like, reminded, reminded him of his mother or something. He gotcha. came back and he shot her with a twenty two gauge rifle. Dragged took her. her out. Um, or just got her out of there. The son was the deputy sheriff who realized the store hadn't been open all day, so he goes investigates. It's pretty clear cut where she is. Yeah. When they fucking found her, her head was severed, her body was gutted, and she was she was tied to four posts and spread out almost like a deer. And he was in the process of like skinning her and doing all this. Now this is the best part. <laughs> now, I'm just gonna go over a quick little shopping list for you real quick. So while the authorities were going through the farm and the house. What they found were 24 human bones, fragments, various things like that, a wastebasket made of human skin, uh, human skin covering several chair seats, skulls on his bedposts, female skulls, some with the top sewn off, bowls made from the human Mm -hmm. skulls, a corset made from a female torso, uh, leggings made from human skin, masks made of the skin of female heads, Mary Hawkins' face mask in a paper bag uh, her skull in a separate box Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of his pot-bellied stove Whew, wow um, <laughs> you guys are getting the, yeah. the picture a belt made of nipples four noses That's right. three lips and a pair another pair of lips on a window drawn or on a window shade drawstring I forgot about the belt of nipples yep 
Isn't and, it Jeepers Creepers? To, I don't and to me, what scared, what freaks me out the most about this whole thing is when they were going through the house, they were just like, like dilapidated. Like, how could anybody live under these circumstances? But what they found, his mother's room had been boarded up, and when they popped it open, pristine, untouched. He never went in there again. He boarded it up, left everything the way it was. She left it. The bed was perfectly made, just you know, covered in dust. Mm-hmm. And he was just trying to be his mom. That's that was in his fucked up head. That's what he's thinking. Like when they apprehended him, he was polite. He was courteous. The only thing he asked for was a slice of apple pie with cheese on it. Yeah, that's that's weird. a thing. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, he just. I guess he was a model inmate. Lived out. He died in 1986. Uh, cancer, I think, killed him. And that was that was the story of Ed Gain. But you know, we're talking about art imitates life. That obviously influenced Psycho, Psycho, uh, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh-huh, and Little Silence of the Lambs. Yep. So there's three right fucking there. You know, and then some people have, have tried to argue that it hand to hand in Night Nightmare on Elm Street. I never saw the connection, but maybe, I've heard it a couple times. Maybe the general like body frame, I guess. But I don't know. It's just a pretty too charismatic. It's it's a pretty terrifying story to see how powerful lack of lack of nurturing or social nourishment, you know, how much that can affect somebody. Oh yeah. You know, you can create actual monsters. I would even say like I would even argue maybe Carnage Park a little bit that we just watched, the main killer guy. I mean he's so far removed. That's just because of religion though. And he's creepy. Well he's creepy, he kills people like just he feels it yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Now Ed Gain is uh, he's one fucked up individual. Was well. Oh, and he's buried next to his family, by the way, in Plainfield, and um, unmarked grave. Unmarked grave. Yeah. Nice. I could see that because yeah. people just come destroy the fuck out of that, or yeah. they dig him up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that was me. That's what I got. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I chose um, an oldie but Goldie. Oh. Oh, Goldie. Oh. Um, I chose Jack the Ripper because, well, it was the first thing that came to mind when we were talking about this, so I just went with it, and I didn't have the creativity to continue thinking about it. So uh, I went with it. I read the entirety of the Wikipedia page, so I will say that I am an expert. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so a couple things that I found fascinating about Jack the Ripper. He is the, well, it happened in the 1800s. Fun fact, exactly 100 years uh, to the day they found the first body, I was born. So I was like, oh, well, okay, it was Kismet. I was like, hey, I love you. I love you, Jack. Uh, actually, Jack isn't even his name because they don't know what his name is because he was never caught. Anyway, so uh, London, it was basically they were finding these prostitute bodies in the slums, and there was no sexual activity to the bodies, but what would happen is he would slice the throat and then they would uh, exsanguate all over and then he would cut up the abdomen and like take out all the guts and leave it on display and it for okay in reading all of the um forensic documents that these doctors did in the 1800s makes me sound like an expert it is adorable that they try to sound so smart they don't know what's going on oh yeah <laughs> they were like i will have to discern my opinion of the matter is is that this kidney does not belong to this female because of this reasoning they're both red no that just reminds me of that line in pieces when the the cop is looking over a pile of like severed body parts and he's like doctor could this have been done with a chainsaw <laughs> the guy like fa- like fixes his glasses in my medical opinion 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they they all seem so adorable. <laughs> and I'm just They're like trying so hard. Oh yeah. And then so basically um the 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 murders happened in the span of oh just a few months. And they were all prostitutes, and they, the police started getting letters from said Jack. And in the newspapers, he was called something completely different. I forget what they called him. It was like the dismemberment person or something. It was something not as cool as Jack the Ripper. Called it Frank the Ripper, but it just really couldn't sell yeah. t-shirts. <laughs> and so he started sending the police letters. Um, and you'll get some connections with other uh, horror movies after I describe these letters. Uh, so the basically he, he sent him a whole bunch of letters, but the three that really had forensic evidence I'm using air quotes with that. <laughs> it doesn't Hard really make sense. air quotes. Uh, so they're they're called the Dear Boss letter, the Saucy Jackie postcard, and the From Hell letter. And mm. so as the letters kept coming, they kept getting more and more weird. So they decided that the handwriting matched the first two. And in the first one they found a, a half a kidney. In, the, in a box sent right. to them. Right. So it kind of it reminds me of a couple horror movies off yeah. the bat. What's in the box? And, um... It was kidney. <laughs> and so, uh, so know. then, like, the, there was, like, forensic documents, like, which body this belonged to, and then, so in their medical opinion, again, air quotes, uh, he was cannibalizing some of these uh, organs. They had no proof of this, but yeah. since half the kidney was missing, they well, disturbed that. Where else would that. it go? Duh. Yeah, exactly. You're not just gonna throw away half a kidney. That's yeah. wasteful. <laughs> so then, as the as the letters kept coming in, they were a little bit more and more demented, and like you're not gonna catch me, and like kind of more godlike, kind of like the Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm. And and he he was thinking very highly of himself, and uh, altogether within these few months, there were twelve murders, but they can only forensically, again air quotes, connect him to five. And those were all prostitutes, all dismembered. And uh, then suddenly, you know, they just stopped. No more letters. No yeah, more bodies. A majority of them were on the street, but there were a couple that were in uh, brothels, right? Yeah. I think there was, like, two in the brothels. I I, I want to say that. Because I remember there was one, like, he cut her from, like, cheek to cheek. Yeah. Like, totally, like, discard her face and everything. Yeah. Oof. And... And so uh, after after that, they had, like set a curfew so that you know people weren't out on the streets at a certain time, and then uh, people were just so scared of certain parts of London, they ended up just completely demolishing like the super slums, mm-hmm. basically, where no one. It's just unhealthy. People shouldn't be there anyway. Well, see, he did good for the city. Yeah, <laughs> in the end, and so, and then they just kind of uh, as time went on, he just became this legend. Like if you're not home by a certain time, Jack the Ripper's gonna get you. And sure enough, everyone was home by a certain time, and. There, he was never caught, so everyone was just kind of like, well, he might, because I don't know who he is. Well, I remember uh, <laughs> the, the big thing that was kind of crazy about him is that, like, he had the cuts that were made were, like, medical cuts. Mm-hmm. Like, he had to know the human body, and, like, they, they assumed he might have yeah. been a doctor or they, somebody who had some sort of medical training because of the precision of the cuts and the way that he went about it. They had a couple, like, they had a couple suspects. They had, like, they... They investigated like twenty people. I there think. was like a doctor. There was like a aristocrat or like a diplomat or something. There was like a that. horse surgeon. There was a butcher. There was just everyone that would know yeah. the the insides. Yeah. Uh, or uh, there wasn't even a vet. Uh, but they they didn't have enough discernive evidence to to yeah. convict any of them. But yeah, they were like it has to be someone with medical experience because, oh yeah, and then they said something about how he was erotically turned on. <laughs> 
about like leaving the organs on the outside. It was a act of sexual pleasure for him to do so. I don't know. <laughs> like the again, if you want to go to Wikipedia and read these doctors' <laughs> files, they're adorable. It, pretty much any of anyone living today would be qualified to be a doctor in the 1800s. Probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, I remember yeah, like reading on Jack the Ripper and kind of watching all that stuff. It's 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 super interesting. I mean, how many sh- like were they have Ripper Street that spun off of it? You had From Hell written by Alan Moore that was made into that that tedious Johnny Depp movie. Oh fuck yeah. you! That movie was good. I fell asleep watching it. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's one that I would completely. If if you're like name Johnny Depp horror films, I'd be like, I am stump right Sleepy now. Hollow? Sleepy Hollow is great too. Sleepy I would be Sleepy Hollow, Hollow and then Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's, yeah. Those are the two I would name and then be done. I don't know. I don't know. I think From Hell is really underrated. I want to watch it again. Like, I do. I was just yeah, super I think tired. Because like, I've, I've watched it recently and it's like, dude, this movie's this movie's a fucking trip. Once I don't really like Alan Moore. Well, I, I like Alan Moore, but I think he's. He's like Grant Morrison to me, where he just gets too crazy, and then it's like calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still want to see it. Is I want to try to same Alan Moore like Swamp Thing. Yeah, it is. Really, Alan mm-hmm. Moore wrote From Hell. He did Watchmen, From Hell, V for Vendetta. Wow. Same one. All right. I mean, and he's a warlock. He's a fucking warlock. I believe Goblin. Him. So he lives in the compound with his like wife and other wife, <laughs> <laughs> and he has a band that he plays in a pub. Oh, this is his <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, I want to drink with him. I, it'd be interesting as yeah, shit. I'll give for you that. So, no, I mean, Jack the Ripper, I mean, that's the classic one. I yeah. Mean, everything, you can tie him to just about any slasher film. Yeah. Anything, really. Um, but I, I, it was just kind of one of those things, like, looking at... I, I've been obsessed with serial killers for a long, long time. Like, my... <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing to admit, and I think I've talked about it here on the show, but uh, I took an AP U.S. history class. And we had to do the history on something in America. Didn't matter what it was. <laughs> so, like, my buddy did skateboarding. All these people had these different things. Mine was serial killers. Aww. I went through from, like, the early, early days to, like, the people who killed John Walsh's kid. Um, like, that whole fucked up thing. If it makes you feel at all better, I did the Salem Witch Trial. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so, like, I remember it was one of these things we had to have a piece of visual evidence, mm-hmm. a piece of audio evidence... And then we had to do, like, something... Or no, it's it, we had to have, like, three pieces of things. So my uh, audio evidence, or my audio thing, uh, show how it affected American culture, was I did Offspring Beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> and then my my visual was I drew out Gacy's house and his pool, and I showed where all the bodies were found in the in the house. We would have been best friends. <laughs> and I remember some kid, like, right is like... What's wrong with you? Yeah. And I was like, I find this stuff interesting. Yeah, I remember doing the Salem Witch Trials, and we had to have audio and like visual and stuff. And I did, well, there's a Thrice song that describes the... But they're probably pro-witch burning. Yeah, they're, oh yeah. <laughs> they describe it so artistically. And then, uh, yeah, and everything was in black and white, and I would just show like the images like of the occult stuff, and, yeah. and, and like everyone was just creeped out. But I was just like, man... Yeah, no, I'm it, proud was, of that. it was because it had to be an hour long, so I got a lot in. It was nuts. No, but I just I've always found it fascinating. I don't know why. I just like I think like I mentioned earlier, like I don't think I'd, I'd be able to do it, but I just find it's just it just like one of the craziest ones to me will always be like the BTK, and I'm not gonna call him the BTK killer because it's bind torture kill killer, and that just sounds <laughs> stupid. Um, but that dude's just like if you ever get the chance to watch like the A&E documentaries or like listen to the guy talk mm-hmm. he's the calmest 
most cool guy, like, describing his murders, and it's, like, chilling. <laughs> like, he's talking about, like, tying up a mom and dad and then shooting their child in front of them and then raping the woman and then shooting them both in the head. That's Red Dragon Yeah, and by it's just Thomas like, Harris. But he's just like, yeah, I uh, broke into the house and I ball-gagged the husband and hit him with a gun and then I tied up the wife and, you know, like, threatened her life so that the father would stay calm and then I went and shot their kid and I came back and I uh, raped her and then I shot the husband and then I shot her in the head and I left. You're like... It's like that scene in, uh, <laughs> uh, what is it, in Henry? Yeah. Portrait of a Serial Killer? Oof. Yeah, so rough shit, man. Uh, I feel just, like he should have gone through his grocery list at the same no, time. It, no, as it well. is. It's like I'll, honestly, go back and watch like the like the court interviews where he did, he describes the killings that he did. It's insane. Like, have you seen the uh, Have you seen the movie with Kane Hodder? No. Yeah. Is you it should. about him? Yeah. Is it like it's it's called BTK? <laughs> is it like super outlandish, or is it like pretty close? Because like <laughs> you you look at the dude and he's just like a middle aged like fat insurance salesman looking dude like there's no way that you would picture this dude to be like this crazy sexual deviant like yep. I don't know I, I think that's the other part too is like he kind of looks like my, Michael Ironside yeah, yeah. <laughs> With like, the, the way that serial killers just blend into society and no one like you know I, I don't know it's always been a hiding in plain sight yeah mm. so uh, we'll wrap up our episode there but if you have a favorite serial killer uh, let us know uh, we can talk about it on, on the Facebook on the Instagram on the Twitter we're more than happy to discuss stuff um obviously all that stuff is podcast massacre unless you're on instagram that's podcast underscore massacre uh but yeah coming up at the end of july i believe it's july 21st is going to be friday night frights present silver bullet we will be there oh, yes um and it should be a, a whole lot of fun so, i'm excited for it yeah me too. i can't wait to see that on the big screen yeah no i mean last one was the last being able to watch Emneville horror and I still got the goddamn chills when those fucking eyes pop in the goddamn uh, window. <laughs> still freaked me the fuck out. I'm sorry I wasn't there to hold you for that one. No, that's cool. I hold myself. I wanna so. hold you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so come out. We'll be there. Um, we'll probably. I, I had a button on last time that said podcast massacre because you. Probably... We'll have a big neon, uh, a big neon sign following us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just point pointing down at us the yeah. entire time uh but yeah, it'll be a whole lot of fun tickets are like six bucks it's at the blue mouse theater it is super super cool so with that um if you can head on over to itunes like and subscribe if you haven't yet that would be super dope other than that uh until next week hooves up cross down bye everybody It's your eye like a big pizza pie that's a mori. It's a mori. Do you love pizza? Do you love brothers? Then you'll love the Pizza Bros Podcast. The Pizza Bros Podcast is a weekly show where two brothers discuss all things pizza. Pizza snacks. Pizza fashion. Pizza tech. Pizza history. And don't forget the epic Saucy 16. We review pizza from local restaurants in the Pacific Northwest. And let you know if it's worth your time and money. Each episode is only about 13 to 30 minutes. So it won't take up most of your day. Served up hot and fresh every Wednesday. The Pizza Bros Podcast. Wherever podcasts are sold. We don't sell our podcast. Bells will ring, tingling, tingling, and the bell ring, Mm-hmm.